guys, Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. Hi, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. This is the TPS report for Monday, February the 6th, 2023. It's good to be back. Thank you all for being here. Um, My favorite date of the month. Anytime Dave, Alex has to say 6th. Diamond Dave. Oh, snap. Diamond Dave commented on Rumble, but it didn't show up in my uh, other chat here. I'm wondering if he commented before the stream actually started, which is why. Diamond Dave, say hi again for me, please. Or some, somebody on Rumble, say hi. I want to make sure the chat's actually picking up the, uh, the comments from over there. So if one of your kind folks would do that, I would appreciate it. Um, it's good to be back. Thank you for being here. We're going to say hi to our friends in a second. There we go. There's Rita. Thank you, Rita. Yep, they're, it's picking them up. Um, Diamond Dave. Speaking of Diamond Dave, he came on and co-hosted a show on Locals with me on Saturday. Yeah, he did. And I got to tell you, I, I was very impressed. I thought he did a very good job. Danielle agreed. We've talked about it. And uh, Dave, I believe, is going to become a regular fixture on Locals. And, of course, he did a great job. He really did. Uh, well, he's Diamond Dave, the karaoke, yeah, exactly. the karaoke blokey. Did. Yeah. Did yeah. a fantastic job. The and intern, so I was on the bike the whole time. I was on the Peloton the whole time. And the intern walked out, and I was laughing. And he's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, fucking Diamond Dave. Sorry, I just dropped an F-bomb yeah. five minutes into the show. That's all right. But, um, but yeah, Dave, I think, is going to become a, a regular fixture on the uh, TPS report. Every, uh, fabulous. Uh, we're we're going we're, we're gonna to have a, we were going to do a supporter show once every two weeks. Now we're going to do them once a week. Uh, it'll be myself and Danielle on I was going to say even weeks, but I, I don't know if they are. And it'll be me and Dave on uh, all well, weeks. Well, our weeks will be odd and yours and Dave's will be odder. Yes. Really. And uh, Dave also said that he's available anytime to fill in if, uh, you know, if, for example, Georgia have a championship football dogs, game baby. or anything yes. like that. So that'll be nice. Um, State of the Union's tomorrow. I haven't decided whether there's going to, I'm going to do a sh it's so I control the show, right? So doing a show depends on me having to be here, right. which is, uh, it's, it's just the way it is. Um, and I haven't decided if I'm going to even be able to do a state of the union show tomorrow, but if I do, um, it's gonna, I think it kicks off at nine and it usually lasts a couple of hours. That's too late for Danielle. Danielle's up at shit a ridiculous Four. a ridiculous yeah. time considering it's other people's kids quite frankly um and so that would be too late for danielle but dave obviously said he's available um so i'll i'll decide and i'll decide tomorrow and if i'm going to do a show i will schedule it you'll see it pop up on rumble as a scheduled event 
and uh, and Facebook and places like that. So if you, uh, I don't know, if I do and you want to hear Joe Biden get roasted, tune in for that. It'll be fun. Say hi to our friends, Danielle. Let's have Steve tell us a joke. Thanks, Steve. What do you call a group of killer whales playing instruments and orchestra? Excellent. Well done, Steve. That's a uh, good one, Steve. Peg, Peggy Brown is here. What's up, Peggy? Hey, Peggy. Uh, Phil Morris. Phil Porkchop Pork Morris. Chop. What's up, Phil? Michelle Brown's here. Hey, Michelle. Good to hey, see Michelle. you. Jeffrey Kukin's here. Hey, uh, Janine is with us. Hey, Janine. Hey, Janine. Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Hey, Bill. Uh, Mitch McCarty. Hey, Mitch. Good to see hey, you Mitch. back, brother. Uh, your mom is here. What's hey, up? Uh, what's up, Rita? Good to see you. The brush fire mind. I'm assuming Chris Lowry. What's up, man? Good to see Lowry, you. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Um, say hi in the chat. If you're watching, uh, I, there are a number of people watching on Facebook and there are a number of people watching on rumble. And I don't know who's on YouTube because, uh, YouTube have figured out that they don't have to, because, you know, we're circumventing certain rules over there on YouTube, Danielle. And they banned the channel again, and they had to reinstate it. Now they just don't show the video to anyone. Even if you're subscribed on YouTube, you will not get a notification when we go live. They figured out that uh, really, if they if they can circumvent our uh, if they can circumvent our censorship program, we can circumvent their reach. Is what they did. So it's funny. It is funny. Um, all right, which they they already randomly circumvent reach. Yeah, like which we know this to be true. Yes, that has happened to us. Yeah. Diamond Dave says he hates YouTube now. Yeah, I think everybody does, brother. Um, YouTube is just not worth the, uh, it's not worth the trouble. Sylvia's here. What's up, Sylvia? Thank hey, you Sylvia. for, thank you for tuning in. Let's talk about some stuff, shall we? Yes. Republicans, as, as you might know, have taken control of the House of Representatives, which means they now that. have control of committees and they have control of what Congress is going to investigate. And one of the things they're going to investigate is Twitter. In fact, Twitter, the the some some former heads of Twitter, including Vijaya Gotti, James Baker, and Yoel Roth, will be headed into Congress to face a bit of a grilling. But let's remind ourselves of what happened the last time Twitter went in front of Congress to face a bit of a grilling. Are you censoring people? No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans is bad. Is that true? No. Are you censoring people? Pay attention no. to who's sitting behind him. Over his right shoulder there. That's Vijaya Gotti. Mm -hmm. She wasn't under oath. She wasn't testifying. But she was there the head of their trust and safety or whatever it is she does, she knew beyond the shadow of any doubt that Jack Dorsey was lying right there when he mm -hmm. said this. I hope that Republicans have their wits about them enough to ask her why she didn't raise any alarms when 
Jack Dorsey was there lying under oath to the Senate when, um, or, or whoever that was, the Senate, Congress, whatever it was, when she knew damn well because she was running the program that right. they were in fact censoring people, that they were in fact blocking stories. So anyway, they're going to be heading into Congress. Three former Twitter executives who were ousted by Elon Musk upon his purchase of the company are expected to testify on Wednesday morning before the House Oversight Committee. Officials managing the social media, media platform built blacklists prevented disfavored tweets from trending and limited the visibility of entire accounts and trending topics without telling users. Lawmakers will question former Chief Legal Officer Vijay Gadi former Deputy General Counsel James Baker, and formal, former Head of Global Trust and Safety, Yoel Roth, about their decisions to censor information that may have impacted the outcome of the 2020 election. Big Tech and the Swamp colluded to censor reporting about the Biden family's shady business schemes, Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said in a press release. We also know members of Twitter's top censorship team debated how they could justify limiting the spread of the story. They landed on a policy that even some among them doubted. He's referring to the... That just caught up. That was having a hard time. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, it was. He was, uh, he's referring obviously to information that came out from the Twitter files. Um, copies of... The, these particular three people, copies of their own personal communications. There can be no claims this time that they weren't censoring. There can right. be no claims that they weren't shadow banning. There can be no claims that they weren't targeting Republicans. But here's my concern. There's never any consequences when these people go in and lie to Congress, what happened to Jack Dorsey? When, when did he get prosecuted for contempt of Congress? Nothing's happened, but he paid that huge fine, right? Uh, no. Oh, that's right. No. Yeah. That's, I no. That up. That's right. No, I thought maybe, is there, was there, no, of course, no, no it wasn't nothing, a fine. No, because that would have been a consequence. Yeah. You know, here's what the, they'll charge let's say it was me. I was called in front of Congress and I committed contempt of Congress. I would absolutely be prosecuted. You and I would. These billionaires, not a hope in house chance of any form or level of accountability whatsoever for these people. So don't expect, don't expect this testimony Wednesday to lead anywhere. I think there are a handful of members of Congress who would absolutely love to prosecute these people, but, but it's a, a mere handful. As, as much grief as I give Matt Gates, he's one of them. He's one of the members who would absolutely prosecute these idiots and make them pay because they are criminal at this point. They affected the outcome of the 2020 election. There are, there, there are, there are no doubts. There are no doubts. Right. 
the suppression of the New York Post's Hunter Biden story would have affected the outcome of the election. We know that polling, all right, polling has shown it. I guess there's no guarantees. It's not, it's not definitive that it affected the outcome. But it came closer to affecting the outcome than anything else. Right. Other than ballot harvesting, of course. But, you know. Hey, it's legal. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's fraud. You know, it's legal in a lot of states. And um, we're not, we're not. Stop it. Move on. Fair play to them. But yeah, Wednesday, keep an eye out for that. I will be, uh, I will be watching that as, as best I can because I'll be working at the same time. I'm very curious to see how they attempt to justify this. Or do they now just throw Twitter on the, under the bus because Elon owns it? Right. Yes. They're being brought in as former representatives of Twitter. They're not being brought in as individuals. I don't think the intention here is to go after them as individuals. It's to, it's to try to rein in social media. So, yeah, I wonder if they're just going to throw Twitter under the bus. Well, and I wonder what could they do to them as individuals anyway? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that anything that they did. Get them for subversion. Hey, Holly, Hans is here. What's up, Hans? Anything that they did qua Twitter would fall under a corporate umbrella and they would be protected by that, I would think. I wouldn't think that you could, I mean, I know absolutely nothing about nothing and I'm talking completely out of my ass, but I wouldn't think that you could pierce that and go after them personally. You know what I mean? Because sure. they were acting on behalf of Twitter. Sure. Um, so, I mean, while it's nice to talk about and think about them being held personally responsible to your point, uh, one, I don't think that, that Congress can do that. And two, I don't think that's what they're after. Because what's the point? Of, I mean, they are no longer Twitter. So what's the point? You know what I mean? Like they're no longer making those decisions. And, yeah. And I, th I think the point is going to try to put the, is going to be to try to put the fear of God into other social media platforms. I think they're going to bring these three in. I think this committee is going to absolutely brutalize them. Right. To the point where no other corporate CEO or corporate manager is going to want to come in and face this Congress. The, but the problem is with without accountability, without repercussions, you're right. What's the point? What's the point? Well, and I, I understand your point of why they're doing what they're doing. Like, I get that. But the point, what I meant was, what's the point of going after these three personally, which I think we agree is not what they're doing, right? And if they were to do that, what would be the point of that? I mean, because the, these at this point, ahead, it sorry. would be to just publicly shame them. Right. Yeah. And then you kind of end up looking like a dick who's just out there publicly shaming people. Which you know I, I, mean? I wouldn't be worried about in the case of these three wouldn't matter to me in the least bit. I would love to be on one of these committees publicly shaming these jackasses, especially Vijay Gotti. I was who sat say, there, I would love a shot at Vijay Gotti. Who sat there in Congress while Jack Dorsey lied through his teeth and 
She didn't say anything. And in all her communications with Congress after that point, she didn't say anything. That in and, and of itself should be contempt of Congress. And you and I have talked about this. We've talked about it on the show that she has the absolute unmitigated gall to live under the protection of our constant, my constitution and talk about it like it doesn't even matter. Right. Fuck her and the horse she rode in on. Absolutely. Yeah. I would like a shot at her for exactly that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can we talk about the blatantly obvious for a second? Sure. Can we, let's talk about something that got you and I, something that you said very early in the pandemic that was backed by data and science, by the way, that got us into trouble. In fact, it was our very first strike and it wasn't a strike. It was the, uh, you get one warning that stays on your account permanently and then you get your strikes. And we got our warning very early in the pandemic. And it was about something that was so blatantly obvious it shouldn't have had to have been said. Danielle said it, and I'm glad you did. Don't get me wrong. But we now have a new study, Danielle, to tell us exactly what you knew two years ago. This study could be the scientific nail in the coffin for masks. Masks make no difference, according to study by world-renowned medical database. I don't know what that means, world-renowned medical database, but whatever. Let's go with it. One of the largest and most comprehensive studies on the effectiveness of masks found that they do almost nothing to reduce the spread of respiratory diseases. What was it you said at the beginning of the pandemic, Danielle? That. You said exactly that. That. And we got kicked off of YouTube for saying that. Yep. It's absolutely amazing. Especially those little cloth masks. You've you've held that position all along from day one that these even though you made some, but I will grant you the ones you made had little pockets that you could put N95 masks into. But even when we were doing that, I said you know, because it became, first of all, in the beginning, we had no idea what we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, there were situations in which people had to wear masks and you couldn't get N95 masks. You couldn't buy masks and you had to have masks. So, yeah. So I made a lot of cloth masks, you know, sort of double ply cloth masks. And we did a lot of research and found out that shop, those shop towels, um, sort of the, the results that people were getting from those shop towels mimicked the results that were coming from wearing N95 masks. Right. And I said, yeah, that's all well and good, but this ain't going to do shit. Right. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Uh Again, YouTube, YouTube aren't going to make any apologies, obviously. Fuck nope. YouTube, quite frankly. Um, but here's, here's, the, here's the reality, right? As of right now, the study reviewed 78 randomized control trials, experiments that have long been considered the gold standard for medicine, which assessed the effectiveness of face masks against flu, COVID-19, and similar illnesses. It found that wearing masks probably makes little or no difference for the general public, no matter what kind of mask is used, even N95 masks. 
considered the most effective at filtering airborne particles showed no clear benefit for healthcare workers. The study was published on January 30th by the Cochrane Library, a world-renowned medical database that's famous for its high-quality evidence reviews. It comes as a battering ram to the recommendations of the U.S. public health establishment, which urged young children as young as two to wear masks throughout the pandemic. And by the way, still do. There are some schools that are requiring masking of students. Don't airlines still require masking? I don't know if they still do. I know they did for a while. Becky just said, Bacon is here. Hey, Bacon. Hey, Bacon. She just said in the chat, I still have to wear face diapers at doctor's appointments here, and she's in Georgia. Yeah. Um, there are, there were, the, the left are fond of accusing the right of being science deniers, right? Because yeah. primarily because of climate change. Um, even though they have the facts wrong, on not climate change itself, but on our perspective of climate change. It's not that we deny climate change is a thing. We, we absolutely refuse to acknowledge or, or even consider the possibility that government is the solution to climate change because they're not. Well, That's what we deny. There are some people on the right who deny climate change, and those are the ones that they quote not the ones who are actually educated and understand and have an idea and have an actual, like, defensible theory. They quote the idiots. I Yeah, oh, I, I guess I'm just not familiar with those people. I don't know anyone that doesn't acknowledge that climate change is an actual thing, that it's a, uh, a phenomenon that's been happening since the, uh, well, since the dawn of the earth, quite frankly. Um, you really don't No, I don't know anyone Dude, you that you need to that, meet some dumber people. You need to work your way down the bell shaped curve a little bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I don't work with idiots and, um, and, uh, I generally don't hang out with, um, you know, dumb people. And, you know, when I try to remind you of that, sometimes that you're not necessarily in touch with like really the general public, like you think you are. Oh, I, I, listen, I don't think I'm in touch with the general public at all. I I am not a fan of the general public in one way. I'm, I'm an animal guy. I like dogs. I like cats. I like little baby bald eagles. Been watching them, by the way. Shadow and Jackie at Big Bear. They have two eggs. They're incubating or, or brooding two eggs right now. And um, did I tell you about the owl that snatched the rabbit up out of our backyard? Uh -uh. Just like, yeah, just the intern and I were standing in the living room. Actually, I was sitting on the couch reading and the intern was standing behind me looking out the window. And he's like, oh, there goes a rabbit. I was like, I'm sorry, what just happened? He said, yep. I watched a, a um, I, we're getting down a real rabbit, no pun intended, or deep rabbit hole here. I watched a documentary. This is the beauty of independent creation, by the way. This is uh, this is an independent filmmaker. He uh, he's based in the UK. He has a, a YouTube channel, and he makes his own nature documentaries, and they are remarkably good. And I watched one about tawny owls the other day. Because it's, you know, it is the season where everything's laying eggs and having little baby, uh, in this case, little baby tawny owls. 
And um, God, it was good. It was really good. The the female owl actually lost her eggs. Her eggs weren't viable. And uh, so he, he's also a conservationist. He had collected a number of orphaned tawny owls, like five of them in total or some shit like that. And he put two of them in her nest. And when she came back to the nest, she immediately sprang into mom action Aww. and uh, started raising these little things. Her and her, uh, her and her mate, her and her uh, husband, whatever you call them in owl terms. But it was really good. That. A- again, a remarkably. That is, that's not the one you told me to watch. No, I told you to watch Kunk on Earth. I just started that. Is it not the best documentary ever made? Yeah. Kunk on Earth, C-U-N-K, Kunk on Earth on Netflix. Uh, y'all, have, y'all have got to watch it. It's a documentary of the history of Earth. <laughs> and it's absolutely amazing. I hope you watch it. Um, anyway, let's let's get back to what we were talking about. I have no idea what we were talking we about. We were talking about masks and the fact that right. some people st- are still required to wear masks, that they consider us the deniers of science. Right. And yet from day one, from day one in this whole debacle, we, we've been the side looking at the science, looking at the abject facts and saying, wait a second, masks don't work. Wait a second. Lockdowns don't work. All of the all of the horrific policies that have damaged a nation that these these blue idiots wanted to force down our throats, none of them worked. There was talk recently of having a uh, another mask mandate Danielle, because, you know, this resurgence of COVID and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people getting COVID right now, but that's, that was always going to happen. Right. And it will continue to happen. Just like a lot of people get the flu. This is going to be a recurring thing. And it weakens with every iteration because that's how viri work. Exactly. But but how long before, once again, we allow the cure to be worse than the disease? Right. Now the well, government has a taste for it. Well, as you keep pointing out, monkeypox. They tried it with monkeypox, but unfortunately the news got out of, of what monkeypox was and how it was spread, and so that didn't work for them. Yeah. Mon- but yeah, they tried to do it with monkeypox. Yeah, monkeypox had no legs. I wonder if that's where it came from, a no-legged monkey. Possibly. We know what folks do with a no-legged monkey. Yeah. Because, you know, it can't fight back or run. Yeah. Um, this amounts to the scientific nail in the coffin for mask mandates, said Kristen Walsh, a clinical professor of pediatrics in Morristown, New Jersey. I just can't wrap my mind around the fact that some schools are still actively forcing children to wear masks, much less children who need to see faces to learn. And that can't be, that can't be underestimated how destructive 
masking was to this young generation of, uh, of, of kids, the younger ones, the ones that depend on being able to read facial cues to, in order to, to get a full understanding, a full comprehension, who've been set back years. Let's remember that last study that said that uh, education in the United States had been set back, did they say two decades, Danielle? Yep. I believe two decades they've set back education by fucking with kids for two years. And our education system was already shit. Yeah. Let's also not forget the so-called educators who are supposedly educated that ignored science and made choices and mobilized their unions so that they could get some extra time off and your kids could be damaged. Let's not forget these people. The next time teachers are out there bitching and whining that they work six months of the year but don't get paid enough, don't forget what they did to your kids. They were not on the front lines fighting for your kids' rights. They were fighting for their rights. They were fighting to get extra time off, to get paid leave, to make sure that they didn't have to go to work. They could work at home to the detriment of your kids. They're going to have their hands out here shortly. That's beginning to happen here in Rockdale. They're already making noises that they're understaffed and underpaid teachers here in Rockdale. Well, too fucking bad. Too fucking bad. After what you people did to children for two years straight, I'd say you got some making up to do before you get anything else from American taxpayers. I've Listen, I'm not a fan of teachers. It never have been. You know, and the problem with that is that good teachers wanted to get back into the classroom with their kids because they knew what was happening to their students, but it was the shit teachers who were out there making the noise. Yeah. While the good teachers were working 12 or 16 hours a day trying to figure out how the fuck they were going to teach their kids from their living rooms. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the true travesty of it all. I have a friend who uh, has her toddler in speech therapy because of the face diapers. I assume that means face masks. That's a... Mm -hmm. ugh. It's a hard imagine a ugh, imagine a face diaper. That's nasty. Um oh Diamond Dave, Pritchett Eagle Watch Cam. It's a uh live eagle cam near a car dealership that sponsors it. The mom just gave birth and hasn't been seen in a few days. It's been daddy daycare ever since. Yeah. Um we were expecting we're expecting. They're expecting the big bear hatchlings in mid-February, I think. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Last year, there was just one little spirit. Feisty little prick he was, too. Spirit, the baby bald eagle. He was a feisty little shit. Anyway, I mean, literally, they would, would Shadow would fly back to the nest, and Spirit would immediately latch and bite his ankles grab old and latch onto his ankles until he dropped the fish. Yeah. Feisty little bastard. That's um, awesome. Yeah. He was the best. Anyway, let's, let's move on. God, I'm all over the place here, Danielle. Let's talk you about, let's talk about Donald Trump real quick. 
listen, my, my feelings on Donald Trump are no secret. Uh, I think he served his purpose. I think his time is done and, and it's time to move on. The conservative media is beginning to catch up to that opinion, Danielle. Per- really because polling isn't entirely favorable towards Donald Trump right now. While polls show that he would currently beat Joe Biden in a head-to-head, polls are showing that Donald Trump probably isn't going to be the Republican nominee. He's, he's polling very low among Republican candidates. And I, I posited a little while back that if Donald Trump doesn't win the Republican nomination... He's just going to burn the Republican Party to the ground. Um, Got a couple of stories here. One from the New York Post. One's from the Atlantic. We'll cover the Atlantic first because, you know, let's let's do the uh, let's do the one that people aren't going to call rabidly right wing. The institutional arsonist Trump turns on his own party. I, that's one way of putting it. And I don't necessarily disagree with that headline. Uh, Do not invite a vampire into your house. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Donald Trump threatened. Let, uh, let me say this. I think Donald Trump served that purpose very well. I think there are people who can take up that mantle and uh, finish finish the game, right, for him. Ron DeSantis comes to mind, for example. Donald Trump, I think, has an important role to play in the Republican Party. I just don't think it's a role that he would be willing to adopt. I agree with you. I don't think he'd be willing to adopt it. And I think that from jump, it should have been evident that Donald Trump is never going to be willing to be anything other than the front runner. Right. And even if you have people in your house that need killing, do not invite a vampire in to kill them because you can't control the vampire and then you can't make him leave your house. Now y'all got a vampire in your house. Yeah. Donald Trump has, has still has the opportunity to be as influential in the Republican party as Barack Obama and Bill Clinton are in the Democrat party. Right. Obama behind the scenes gets a lot accomplished, right? Like it or not, he gets a lot accomplished. The reason Democrats are winning elections is because of the organization and the mobilization that Barack and Michelle Obama do behind the scenes. That should be Donald Trump. It should be. And you it's, and it's you said that years ago. Yeah. It's not going to be George W. Bush, right? Yeah. It's not going to be him. He's He doesn't give a shit at this point. The Bushes just don't care. The Bushes, quite frankly, would be more than willing to torch the Republican Party along with Trump, given the opportunity. But Donald Trump could have adopted that role and could have ran with that role and could have grown the, the Republican Party in a force to be reckoned with. If he could put his ego aside and realize that all of his accomplishments do not have to be front facing. You don't have to you don't have to publicly take credit for everything you do. Sometimes it's more important to be the powerful guy behind the scenes that people are scared of 
And that could be Trump. He still has a chance that could be Trump. But having said that, Donald Trump threatens to use his core skills, peddling conspiracy theories and spreading lies, sowing and sowing distrust against the GOP. I know some people will take exception to that, but, but it's actually true. It's begun to dawn on Republicans that they face a potentially catastrophic problem. Donald Trump may lose the GOP presidential primary and out of spite wreck Republican prospects in 2024. This is they're effectively going to parrot everything I said, what was that, two months ago, Daniel? That unsettling realization broke through with the release of a bulwark poll earlier this week. The survey found that a large majority of Republicans are ready to move on from Trump. But at the same time, more than a quarter of likely Republicans are ready to follow Trump to a third-party bid. Two days after the polls were released, Trump was asked in an interview whether, if he lost the nomination, would he support the GOP nominee? Trump answered, it would have to depend on who the nominee was. Translation, no. This has been my concern now for quite a while. For a long time. Right. That if Donald Trump doesn't win the nomination, he does whatever he can to to kill the Republican Party. Up to and including starting his own MAGA party as an independent. One quarter of Republicans are willing to follow him and vote for him. It means he will never win but it means that Republicans will lose any hope of right. winning as well. Even with a concerted effort to harvest ballots in those states where it's legal, Republicans won't stand a chance. Donald Trump will take those, uh, those voters with him. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of a scary prospect because it doesn't have to stop at one election cycle. Depending on how vindictive he is, depending on how personally he takes it, that he's not the Republican nominee, this could be every election cycle until Donald Trump dies. Yeah, depending on how much it stokes his ego, I absolutely agree with you. Now, granted, that's probably not going to be very long because he's like 86 or something like that. I don't know how old he is. 80? How old's Donald He's Trump? old, yeah. So granted, that might not be that long. But it's long enough to put the nail in the coffin of the United States. You allow Democrats four more years, and then another four, and then another four. Where are we going to be when you consider the policies they're pushing right now? Now, listen, I think common sense is setting back in in America. I think that um, I think we're starting to see some pushback 
against some of these nut job policies that Democrats are pushing. And tomorrow at the State of the Union, Joe Biden has a fight on his hands. We're going to tie these two stories together. Joe Biden has a fight on his hands tomorrow as well, because it's showing that over 50% of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. Was it over? I think it was over 60. I think it was like 61% of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. It was a big number. But dude, I still believe that they are going to Cuomo him out, that they are going to and, and use... we've seen Democrats do that over and over again, maybe not at the presidential level, but at other levels. Well, and, you know, Cuomo in New Governor Cuomo in New York looked like he was going to be the golden boy. And then the um, COVID stuff started blowing up on him. And we said, watch, they're going to find a way to get rid of him. And then all of a sudden, these Me Too allegations came up from women that he'd apparently, you know, finger banged at at right. events and shit years ago. Right. But all of a sudden they come they like they twenty come. or thirty of them came out of the woodwork. Yeah. So Yeah. Absolutely. It was utter ball it was complete bollocks. He was right. um he was Kavanaugh. Obviously. Yeah, he was ceremony unceremoniously dismissed so that they didn't have to deal with the slaughter of the old folks at the old folks' homes yeah. at his hands with his COVID policies that they had just absolutely cheered for the whole time. Right. So and I believe that they are setting Biden up to do the same thing, probably with the document stuff. Yes, the documents absolutely. Also, and another thing to consider here, if if we as a society are coming back to uh, uh, some some rational common sense positions where we know women are women and we know men are men, we're going to have to see a desperate last gasp by the progressives. That last gasp is going to be Gavin Newsom. They're going to. The, I I think if if they do this to Joe Biden, I think Gavin Newsom is going to be their anointed king. Yep. It'll be Kamala, obviously, if, if Biden goes, if, if Biden goes during his term, Kamala ascends. But the next election cycle, it's going to be Gavin Newsom who carries the crown. Yeah, they don't want Kamala either. They want her gone too. So I think what they will do is... Um, and y'all, I'm of course looking at my crystal ball. What the hell do I know? But I think they'll let him ride this thing out because like you say, if they get rid of him during his term, then Kamala ascends. And that's a whole nother issue they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, but if they let him ride this thing out and then get rid of him, um, then they just brush her aside with him. Dave says Trump is 76 years young. Yeah. There, there needs to be an age limit on the presidency, I'm telling you. Um, but imagine how destructive Gavin Newsom would be for this country. Now, he wouldn't be able to govern the way he's governing California. He's going to have to come back at, at least moderately more towards the center in order to govern the nation. But look at the ridiculous policies and bullshit he, he passed in California or got passed in California and signed into law. 
It's absolutely horrific over there right now. 70% yeah. don't want Biden. 70 75% of Democrat voters don't want him to run. I mean, that's an indictment, but but Trump is facing Trump is facing the same numbers. Right. 25% of people would follow Trump to a, another party. I don't know anyone, anyone who says they'll vote for Trump again. Or at least the, the people I've spoken to, the people that we actually talked about it. And I'm talking about some hardcore Trumpers initially who are now saying, no, he's, he's served his, he, he did his job. He did what he needed to do. Then if DeSantis runs, I think DeSantis is putting himself at risk. So I expect DeSantis to hold off until 28 is what I think. We shall see. I'm probably wrong. It, I guess it depends what the field looks like. Right. But, but anyone that runs against Trump is going to get, their reputation is going to get tattered. Right. Is what's going to happen. And I think... I think anyone who runs in 24 is um, is sacrificing themselves to to Trump's ego, quite frankly. But now we have things like the New York Post, conservative press talking about Donald Trump. Trump's effort to vis disavow Operation Warp Speed shows how far he's fallen. Florida man has hit a truly pathetic new low. This is, this is the New York Post writing about Donald Trump. President Trump is effectively disavowing his own vaccine fast-tracking effort, Operation Warp Speed, a miraculous success by any reasonable standard, in order to play, the more play to the more deranged segment of his voter base and attack likely 2024 GOP rival Ron DeSantis. The real Ron is a rhino globalist, he blared on Social Truth Social Wednesday. One who loved the vaccines. The same vaccines, in other words, that Team Trump fought to have developed and produced in record time against jeers from his opponents and general incredulity. How do you say that? I said it right. Thank you. The same vaccines that when Trump delivered on his promise saved Countless lives. I know what the word means. I just can't say it. Incredulity, right? Incredulity. Incredulity. What a stupid word. It is a dumb word. Yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump, in order to pander, there's a difference between Trump's base and the Republican base. Trump knows this. Trump doesn't care about the Republican base because the Republican base have moved on from Donald Trump. All Trump has left is the core Trump base, those 25% of voters that would normally vote Republican, but in this case would follow Trump. And he has to pander to them, Daniel. He doesn't, by the way, he doesn't have to. He can pander to the Republican Party as a whole and maybe get people on his side. If Donald Trump just started acting 
statesmanlike. And I know we don't expect that of Donald Trump, but if he started to act a bit more like a statesman, he could probably bring a lot of people back around, including me. He could probably bring a lot of people back around. I don't think Trump is the guy anymore. Primarily, well, in fact, it's it's 100% because of his persona, his personality. I think we know what happens if we get someone like Trump or with Trump's personality. I'm not saying we need somebody weak like Joe Biden right. on the Republican side. We absolutely don't. But we need somebody who can fight fire with fire, but fight it intelligently to where the media, to where the press can't tear them to bits every five seconds. Someone like Ron DeSantis. Someone like Matt Gates. Again, I'm not a fan of Matt Gates, But he doesn't open himself up to a barrage of hit pieces every right. time he opens his mouth. Because while... While what he says the press may disagree with, they can't throw, level these white supremacist or racist or misogynist attacks at him. And this is the, the catch-22 the media finds themselves in with Ron DeSantis. DeSantis is a remarkably capable communicator, right? Yes. The media hate that. They would rather have an easy target that they can point to. And just like we have Kamala and we can point to her and say, look what that dozy cow just said. She just did one recently last week with some astronauts about them climbing a flight of stairs and taking launch or whatever the fuck she was going on about. Nobody knows, Danny. No one knows what she was fucking talking about. We've got a border that's collapsed. She's in charge of it and she's, Wasting our fucking time doing stuff like that. But we can point to her and say, oh my God, what an idiot. And we can, it's, right. it's a source of many memes. The press can't do that with Ron DeSantis. They can disagree with what he says, but that's as far as it goes. Right. Yeah, they can't lampoon him. Exactly. With Trump, they are able to lampoon him consistently. <laughs> he Right. And every single one of those stories added up to the point where 75% of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is done. It's not that I don't like Donald Trump. It's that he is done. There is no path to Donald Trump winning another presidency. It does not exist. He has himself to blame for that. He has his personality, his persona, his, uh, his misogyny, his racism, which do exist. He has those to blame for that. Right. Let's bring on a, let's bring on a caller. And I think this is working. Diamond Dave, you there, brother? I'm here. What's hey, going on? Russia? Say what? Oh, right, yeah. Does it say I'm calling from Russia? Yeah, it yeah. didn't. It actually says your name this time. Oh, okay, great. I think it's my work phone that I call from that says Russia. It's mm. actually a, a, a phone from New Zealand. Now we, um, now we know who Dave's. Okay, uh, now we know who Dave's working for. Right. 
<laughs> we got our own little Russia, Russia, Russia going on here now. What's up, Dave? Anyway, cool. me, man. You know me. I'm a spokesperson for Pravda. Um, no, I just wanted to disagree with one point because I, I agree with everything you've said. Mm-hmm. But the only point I disagree with is the damage that you think uh, Trump will do to the presumptive nominee if he loses the primary. I think if everybody around agrees with you and he's as done as you say he is and and people have relegated him to the archives of history as uh, having done his job but can't don't see him in the future if that's the case then i don't think his oppo research insults that he's been so uh successful with in the past will be near as powerful so i don't think it'll do the damage that you think i don't think both things can be true Either he's powerful and he still has people on his side enough to, you know, or he isn't. And I believe he isn't. I, I, I'm with you. I hope he doesn't uh, win the, the primary. I hope, you know, he, he, I hope somebody like DeSantis, a more centrist person who, who can keep his mouth shut when his advisors aren't around, is the, is the Republican nominee. But I don't think, he, you know, it, it can do the damage that you think he's going to do by wiping out everybody under him in the field if he loses. I just don't think. I don't think he has that power. Right. I I think there's um I I listen you're I I imagine you're probably right. And I think there's also the the aspect of it the media is going to the media is actually going to end up coming to the defense of other Republicans because the media's hatred sure. for the media's hatred for Donald Trump is so overwhelming it's it's absolute yeah that they will find themselves defending the likes of ron DeSantis against attacks from donald trump which is obviously going to help uh whoever i'm using DeSantis as an example but it will obviously help whomever that republican is um i just i I just don't think that i'm sorry i was just gonna say i just don't think that that it, it, it's as far along as you think. I think there's a lot of people that would ha- love to see Trump back. I'm not necessarily one of them. I think that he's just too much trouble because, as you said, if he would suddenly become diplomatic and keep his mouth shut and be more presidential, he, he'd be the hardest guy out there to beat. But he's never going to do that. He's got that New York attitude. He's got to brag. Everything's got to be the best, the greatest you've ever seen. You know, it's just, right. you know, people get sick of it. But I don't think as many people are sick of it as as you may think right now. And therefore, I, I think he'd be, he's going to be much more of a contender, you know, when he runs, except, as you say, the media is just going to eat him alive. But they're used to that. People out there who are his supporters, you know, absolute supporters, not me or you, but the absolute supporters of him, I don't think that's going to affect them at all. I think the more the, the media screams, the more they're going to back them. So the the polling, so, the, yeah, the polling right now shows that overwhelmingly Republicans do not want Donald Trump as the nominee. However, if he becomes the nominee, the same polling shows that he would win in a head-to-head against Joe Biden. So obviously, listen, again, it's not that I don't like Trump. I think Trump is a, a remarkable source of amusement. I think he's a, a great source of news. And at the end of the day... When you, if you put his, if you put his personality aside, he did a really good job as president, a really good job. I just don't see that there's, I don't know. I don't see that there's a path forward for him to get there again, because while, while a source of amusement is, is nice. And while it's funny 
I think people have realized this, this approach won't be successful again. And I, I think the media have figured out how to defeat it. I think his opponents know how to defeat it, especially when you have opponents like Ron DeSantis. And I agree. I, I, I'm just trying to caution you to, to keep in mind that once again, the pendulum is swinging back toward, you know, a, 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 a realistic more view, which they yeah. know the media has just been absolute in their hate with Trump. Oh, yeah. So seeing them attack right. him again full force isn't going to do the damage you think it is. And even if he does lose the presidential, that means you were right. And enough people have parted from him to where I don't think his insults and his in his oppo research and all that stuff that he'll bring out during the primary is going to hurt the presumptive nominee as much as you think yeah that's and all the, i'm saying and the media's attacks with me at least they have the opposite approach because I, I root for an underdog and if they you know that i lots of people do yeah um and and i think that will actually turn turn the tide for trump and uh make him a bit more appealing to people quite frankly with the media going after him again the way they did because as as many republicans as don't want trump even more don't want the u.s media the, the united no states question about it, the Mike. united states media yeah. right now their their trustworthy rating is about 12 percent World, that's worldwide. Ten percent. Yeah, you're the, right. That's globally. That's not just here in the United States. That's globally. Nobody. You know, no question me. about it. Go ahead. Dan. I agree with you that people aren't going to believe or trust the media when they attack Trump. But Trump is still going to Trump, and he's still going to be out there saying just off-color, rude <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. And as much as you want to not believe the media when they say the things that they say. When you hear the things that he says, you know, like yeah, no, you can't I know. unhear that. I know. And you don't want to I hear agree. that coming from your president. Right. And that's where I am. I agree. I agree. But I think that, that you know, remember the media is the media. That, you know, you say Trump is going to Trump. Well, the media is going to media, meaning they're going to go after him for things he doesn't say. They're going to spin his words into things he didn't mean. And people are, are hit to that by now. So all I'm saying is it could go either way, I think. And I hope he doesn't win, but I, I, I just don't think both things can be true. Either he isn't as done as you say he is, or if he is done as you say he is, then his, his uh, you know, uh, uh, fight against the other Republicans in the field won't have the damage that you think it may. Well, I mean, both of those are true. no, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it can be I think it can be true, especially when 25% of them are saying that they will follow him to a, to an independent run. That's it for the Republican. If that is true, if that is the decision that Donald Trump makes, he runs as an independent and takes 25% of Republican votes with him. That's it. He, that's the damage it's, it's done period, regardless of, of whether, you know, the majority of Republicans like me believe that he's done in, in at least in public office, um, he's very capable of causing a lot of damage. No doubt. I just think we need to remember also that all this is coming from polls. And right. I can count on a two-fingered hand how many polls that I yeah. trust. Yeah, I can count right. on one. So, it's that one right. right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to say, guys. All right, um, bro. Great job, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Dave. Love you, honey, honey. See you, man. Oh.
And just one more quick point to Dave's point about that when the, you know, how the, and I 100% agree that the media spins what Trump says and that, you know, we know from editing video how easy it is to take what somebody says and change it and make it sound like something else. Um, I don't do that. I'm not saying we do it. I'm saying that we know that it can be done. Um, But you shouldn't forget my point. Um, And I think that, you know, we know that the media hates Trump, but I think a lot of times when people hear him say something, even when it's on ABC or CNN or something, they still say, well, I heard him say it with my own ears. Right. And they don't realize how manipulated that is. Right. So that's still very powerful, even when it's, you know, a clip taken out of the middle of a, you know, a speech and it's completely out of context and it's not at all what he said. Yeah. Like I said, the media, yeah, the media, like I said, the media has figured out how to beat him. His opponents have figured out how to beat him. Right. And, um, the, the, the things, the traits, the character traits that carried him through 2016, they're not going to be able to carry him again. He needs, he, he's perfectly capable of changing some things of becoming more statesmanlike of reigning, but well, maybe he's not, but I assume he's capable of reigning back his, his ego reigning in the narcissism and just yeah, running I don't think as he tr- could get to be where he is as a businessman being that big of a dick. Like you have to negotiate and you right. have to be able to work with people and you have to be able to go to a white tie dinner and not eat with your fucking hands. Right. And I think if he can do that, I think he can win the support of the Republican base, the the right. general Republican base if he can do that. Because Again, like I said, the things that carried him through, it was a breath of fresh air at that point in time having Donald Trump. But then we saw what it led to. It led to all this social media suppression we're seeing is a direct result of Donald Trump. It's not his fault. It was their reaction to Donald Trump. Right. The things that they put in place to make sure that it can never happen again. And because they've done that, 2016 Trump will never win again. 2024 Trump, maybe it will be a different Trump. And then that's a different story and we'll be having this conversation again. But the things he's doing right now, attacking Ron DeSantis, disavowing his own Operation Warp Speed simply because he wants to pander to the segment of Republicans that he can take with him to actually guarantee Republicans lose. Does he think we forgot? That's 2016 Trump. And uh, right. that 2016 Trump scares me when it comes to Republican like, prospects. Denying a program that we know was his. Right. Like, I what? know. I know. I know. But Dude, these you are these. Just talk it true. It's Donald Trump creates realities, maybe in his own mind, but he creates realities. Right. And um, there are people that that buy into it, hook, line, and sinker. There are people that that adopt that reality as as truth, as fact. Nothing we can do about it. We're out of time, Danny. Let's uh, let's dive out of here. 
again, if I go live tomorrow, um, in fact, if I do, I'm going to invite Dave on. Um, but I, I don't know yet. I'll decide tomorrow. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right, y'all. So either Alex will see you tomorrow or we will both see you Thursday. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you out there. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.